taking the day off, not shopping on Sunday. It's not about how many bales we lift and carry from point A to point B in the old um, Mosaic law. It is about an eternal rest. There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God, for anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their works, just as God did from his. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. Sabbath rest is salvation. This is the rest that comes when Jesus looks at us and, and says, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in small things. Now you are faithful in big things. This is the rest that says to the man on the cross, I'm a sinner, but he's not. And Jesus says, today you will be with me in paradise. This is the rest that comes from a confession of the soul of a woman begging like a dog at a table, saying, I am not worthy, but you are capable. Your mercy and compassion are, are all I need. This is the rest that the writer of Hebrews is talking about. It's not a legalistic rest, when to do what and how much. This is the rest that comes from knowing you are with the one who provides eternal rest. And then our writer gives us a warning in Hebrews 3, 12 through 14. See to it, brothers, okay, here's the coach. See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God, but encourage one another daily, as long as it is, is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. We have come to share in Christ if indeed we hold our original conviction firmly to the very end. All right, here's the deal. Our original conviction actually has to be a conviction. In other words, we're not talking here about losing our salvation. We're talking about, did we ever say yes, really? Were we walking around the master? Did we find out a lot about the master? Do we have a good study of the master? Are we hanging out with people who hang out with the master? Or have we laid down our hearts to him? Is our original conviction even there? If we haven't really laid down our lives to Jesus, certainly it will be easy to turn away. We'll be like that hard or, or weedy soil in the parable. But if our soil is deep and rich and God is rooted there, it may cause some damage from time to time, but we will be rooted in the right thing. So we have to encourage each other as long as it is today not to be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Do I believe that lie? This, this morning my daughter told me, I'm the worst mom and I can't do this. I couldn't do this and I couldn't do this and I said, it's a lie. It's a lie. Let me, let me tell you what you can do and have done and will do. It's a lie. But you can see how easy it is when we feel um, vulnerable to the lie, how sin can take its deceit in us. Ephesians 7.10 and Hebrews 4.12 talk about the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The Word of God helps to uncover to us what we do and do not see. This morning I woke up again, and I, wrote the, I read the book 
of Hebrews, the first four chapters again, as I got out of bed and I thought, oh Lord, what a gift it is to have this book in my hand to remind me not to be swayed by sin's deceitfulness, to know that your word divides things in me. It cuts through the stuff. It, it maintains a clear focus. It's not fooled by my outward behaviors. It's not fooled by how many times I come to church or how many service activities I participate in or how nice my clothes are when I get here, how many bars of the song I can sing by myself. It is about the fact that I am rooted and grounded in Jesus Christ and his word is the thing that's going to make it evident. It's convicting. It tells the truth. The last thing we're to pay attention to is Jesus' welcome. What a great welcome it is. Let us then, with the conviction, with the word of God, with, with our hearts pure before him, on our knees, understanding our relationship with the grand holy God, understanding that we are just lucky to be grafted in, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. It is a grand welcome. It's not a scathing, you didn't do it right. It is come to me and I have all that you need. Our author tells us three times in this particular section and quotes uh, Matthew, uh, the Psalms, Psalm 95, and saying, if today you hear my voice, harden not your heart. If today you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. It's easy to have a hard heart when you're discouraged or when things are distracting. It's hard to get humble. It's better to get humble than to be humiliated, isn't it? So if today you hear his voice, harden not your heart. As I was preparing, um, the Lord put a few things on my mind. And I'm gonna just ask us to kind of go into our own zone here and, and listen to these prompts. And if you are prompted to give an answer to Jesus, there, there are some choices on the bottom of your page. And if you hear him calling you to do something or stop doing something or come closer or believe better or know for sure, write it down. And if you feel compelled or if you feel that would secure that decision to tell someone, your small groups are good for that today. Maybe one person. Tell them what the Lord has said to you. So I'm just gonna move us into a kind of quiet space where it's just us and God. If you've been on the outside looking in, attracted to the message and the messenger, like the desert people roaming around for 40 years, or the Pharisee that came at night to Jesus asking, how can this be, how can I be born again? See to it today that you know you are being called by God to be reborn in him say yes to his offer, never to leave you or forsake you, to consider Jesus as your Lord and Savior from this day forward. Say yes. If you've been faint of heart like the Hebrew Christians, many of whom witnessed, heard, believed, and yet wavered, See to it today that this is the day you say, just as the father of the possessed boy who longed for his son's healing said, I do believe, Lord, but help my unbelief. Tell Jesus. If you have been skeptical, apathetic, rebellious, or impatient like the people 
that wandered so long in the desert under the leadership of Moses, if you have been inside the church but outside a relationship with Jesus, if you've been following the crowd but not the Christ, if you've been just showing up and going through the motions, today is the day to declare Jesus is better. If you want to know deeply and surely that you are loved by the one who understands your humanity, all of it, and loves you anyway, make today the day you are assured that it is by his sacrifice you are healed, that the sins you confess are as far away as the east is from the west, that you, like the man on the cross next to Jesus, can hear his word say, today you will be with me in paradise. Tell him, I confess. If in this time the Holy Spirit is conveying Jesus' great love and plan for you and you sense a direction from him to follow as Peter did or as the woman at the well did or as the writer of Hebrews did, today tell him, I will follow. And if today his voice is faint and his love feels far away and there's confusion in your life that you long to clear up, Tell him your desire as the prophets did when they said, Speak, Lord, I am listening. If there's any other message that you long to hear from Jesus, that you need to hear from Jesus, that quiet your heart and listen to anything he might be telling you. And may the Lord Jesus Christ bless the confession and the conviction of this time that we've had together for our good and for his glory and his great name, Jesus Christ, Lord of all, deep root, everlasting Lord, God, Father, and Messiah. In his name we pray, amen. Thank you, Cheryl. Mm -hmm. That was great. I just want to remind you on your calendars for this study next week, um, your homework will be to do days three through five of our first lesson. And just to keep it interesting, we're going to start in our small groups next week after worship time. <laughs> um, and then we'll eventually get into a routine that will be the same. But just for next week, when you come back, we'll have worship, and then you'll go to your small groups to discuss days three through five, and we'll finish up the morning with our next, uh, with the following lesson, lecture for lesson two. But I will let your leaders know, and they will remind you in their emails this week. Um, leaders, I do want to remind you that we will be having our touch-and-go meeting right after our time together today at 11.10, so we'll meet here in the worship center. Uh, before I dismiss your groups, I would like to pray. Heavenly Father, you are a faithful and merciful God. We thank you for the gift of grace that you have given us through your precious Son, Jesus. Thank you for another year of learning more about you 
and the sacrificial, limitless love you have for us. Thank you for the truths we will learn through this study. Thank you for our teachers, Denise, Rhonda, and Cheryl, who will guide us in this learning. Thank you for each leader that will lead our small groups as we grow in relationship with you and with one another. Help us, Lord, to love because you first loved us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, I would like to dismiss you to your small groups. Um, if you will listen for your leaders' names um, and locations, and then if you are unsure of where you need to go, please just come and see me. And have a great morning. All right, uh, if you are with Tracy Barbel and Terry Cray, they are going to be heading out the back stairway to go downstairs to room 18. You'll want to just go down the stairs and just past the elevator, there's a hallway on the left, and that's room 18. Michelle Batag and Jane Norris, your group is also following Tracy's group downstairs, and you will be in room 20. Sandy Cowart and Beth Itis, your group is meeting at the front table over here to my left. Denise Kohlmeyer and Pam Smith, your group is meeting at the back table on the left. Marlene Krug and Karen Leone are up front at this table on the, my right. And then Gayla Richards and Kelly Settle are on the back table to my right. Have a great morning. <laughs>